Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we're here to recap Jeff Lewis Live for the week of January 22nd to the 26th. That is today, but we are rewinding all the way to Monday, starting with Kelly Dorton, Rick Leventhal. So Jeff starts off the week by accidentally getting sprayed with a gun. Sprayed with a Juliet's gun. It was Monroe's perfume. I don't, Juliet has a gun. So now Jeff was complaining that he smells like a woman. And I'm like, what kind of perfume name is that for a child? I'm not trying to be a Karen over here, but I mean, I'm a care. I care, you know, I'm not a full Karen, but I, I care a bit. And yeah, I'm sure if I was Monroe, she can obviously start to read now and understand concepts and everything. If your perfume is Juliet has a gun, I don't know, anytime growing up from now on when she hears about Romeo and Juliet, she's going to be like, what? They drank poison? Why didn't Juliet just kill Romeo with her gun? And the teacher will be like, what? And everyone will be like, what? And Monroe will be like, what? I don't understand the issue here. Now, speaking of issues, okay, you guys, perfuming in itself, like Jeff was completely doused in Juliet's gun and you have to be so careful. Perfuming yourself is just like seasoning your food, okay? It's fine to underdo it a little bit. A little hint of some BO. Is it what my nostrils are craving to smell? No, of course not. Of course not. I'm sure I would rather smell Juliet's gun, but I'm just saying, if it's Jeff smelling like an 80-year-old nursing home <laughs> versus a little bit of B.O. Yeah, just it's under under season it because there's no tasty backsies unless you want to be like Jeff and shower for the 18th time of the day. You guys actually wait one time I was early to pick up an ex from the airport, which was right next to the mall. How convenient airport mall. So I stopped there first and I don't know why thought it was a great idea to go and get sprayed by every single lady offering me a spritz of perfume, perfume. I just, I swear I left there almost crying, almost crying because I was so drenched in perfume. And if you're like, well, then why'd you say yes to every single spritz? I don't, I don't know. It's the same reason that Jeff put on 12 spritzes of Juliet has a gun before he realized that it wasn't, it wasn't Ken has a, Romeo has a gun. I don't, Romeo has a machete. <laughs> That's the boy version cologne for Juliet has a gun. Romeo has a machete. <laughs> Um, yeah. So anyways, whatever. When I went to pick up my ex, I was basically just crying because I smelt like a old grandma who farted into a bottle and then stuffed all of her dust mites and all of her oldest cardigans that she could muster. And th she threw in some of her own homemade must too. Her must. Her I Yeah. It's, it's, does that sound gross? Exactly. Imagine how I fucking smelled. And guess what? Guess what? We still fucked after I picked him up from the airport, Jeff. And I didn't make him shower and he didn't make me shower, but... <laughs> We both ended up smelling like nine-year-olds for days, so we probably should have showered. <laughs> 
<laughs> so gross. Okay. Um. So yeah, but I really am just confused at how strong Monroe's perfume has to be. Like Jeff was like, oh my God, I did a few spritzes and now I'm literally choking two hours later in the Sirius XM studios. And it's like, even if you did like back in the day, my bath and body works that shit. It basically washed off before you even left your bedroom before you even <laughs> stepped foot across the threshold of your house. It was already gone. So yeah, I just maybe, maybe start her off with some essential oils and say, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So then Jeff took Monroe to the American girl doll store at the mall and he freaked out because he lost her for I don't know, a solid 10 seconds, 10 seconds, not being able to spot the little muskrat. Um, lost for 10 seconds in a tiny ass door. Are you joking? And Jeff was freaking out about that. My parents lost me for half a day at a ski resort, at a ski resort, bro. Why do you think I have issues? Okay. And they barely even recognize, they didn't even realize that they I was gone until it was way too late. And I just remember being in the lost and found. They literally like put me in the office with the lost and found stuff. <laughs> I'm just sitting in the cardboard box when my parents come to get me. <laughs> They're like, ma'am, I think that's yours. My mom's like, uh, no, I don't. I don't recognize that thing. <laughs> that monster. Um, Yeah. So. I don't know, Jeff. Give yourself a break. It's all right. Just put a chip in her. I don't know. I, I would do that. I would do that. Kelly Dodd's solution was writing a number on Jolie's arm in case she got lost one time. And then Jolie did happen to get lost that one time. And then they had to call Kelly to come get her. And all I could think is that is exactly what we used to do back in college to our friends that were... <laughs> <laughs> in the first stages of alcoholism, in the first stages of alcoholism. And you knew that if you went out with them, they would get lost and they would never be able to be returned to sender because they'd be too busy sending it, motherfucker. So yeah, I guess it kind of works. Um, but then you guys, this was the craziest part of the entire episode on Monday. After 10 minutes of Kelly and Jeff going back and forth, back and forth, blah, 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 all of a sudden this low rumbling voice comes through the mic it was like and i was like what the who the fuck was that turns out it was rick slick rick slick rick in the back um yeah rick leventhal was there the whole time i was like all right welcome to the show bud but next time can you give us a little warning before all of a sudden you're just like the loch ness monster coming out of the ocean you're like hey guys i write numbers on arms too and we're like what rick <laughs> what <laughs> no i'm kidding okay so then they talk about all the bougie ice cream shops at century city mall and I just want to say, you guys, do you remember, do you remember, do you remember the very first day of September? Um, no. Do you remember Dippin' Dots? What a fucking concept. If you didn't have Dippin' Dots in your mall, I'm sorry for your loss because they were exactly what they sound like. They were just little dots that were dipped of, they were just a dip in of ice cream. I don't, I don't really get the name. You don't dip them in anything. I guess... Yeah, but they weren't like dots dipped in ice cream. They were just ice cream dots. 
I don't know, whatever. Either way, they were fucking delicious. Bring back Dippin' Dots. Okay, and what a fun name to just say. Dippin' Dots, Dippin' Dots, just stupid bots. Dippin' Dots. Okay, so Jeff recaps his latest two dating blunders. Only two? Is that all we're counting? Okay, Jeff, who am I to talk, all right? I don't even date so that I don't have blunders to begin with. (laughs) My life is a blunder. Okay, a blunder. Okay, the first one was Jeff got too drunk on one date. Now, never forget, y'all, never forget that this was the day after he spent the entire morning on radio telling the world how sloshed and messy and loud Paige was the night before, painting her out to be this elky nightmare. And then literally, that is how karma works. The universe had to remind Jeff that he is Paige as she is he and we are one together, okay? So don't be too harsh on people's behavior because the next day it'll be you making the same mistakes. Jeff was the one getting too loud and slosh and then da, 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 and yeah. So the second blunder was Jeff was too needy and he overtexted a guy. I thought it was going to be the whole shower shit thing. Not like taking a shit in the shower. I, the shit about the shower. That's that would be instead of a golden shower, that would be the copper, the copper shower. The, <laughs> The bronze shower. <laughs> oh, what would I do without this podcast? Oh my God. Probably have more friends. Okay. So next Jeff Lewis rats on himself. What the fuck, bro? Okay. So he sabotages Shane's future as well. So Shane should have been livid. Um, as well as Julio justice for Julio, the security guard. Okay. So basically Jeff and Shane admit that they, well, Jeff and then Shane had to, because his boss his rat of a boss told on him, um, give him stitches, Shane, give him fucking stitches. Okay. So Jeff admitted that they broke into the Sirius XM studios on Saturday for an unrelated work meeting. It was actually for a JLL design meeting. He even brought in extracurriculars from outside. He brought in extraterrestrials from outside of the Sirius XM studio. They had no business being there. The only business they had was the JLL design. No fucking way should Jeff had brought that. That is so weird to like bring Like, Jeff, this isn't your personal office. That's so crazy. Okay, so, and then to entangle Julio into this, because Jeff obviously doesn't work on Saturdays usually at Sirius. So Julio was probably not expecting to see Jeff and Shane. So he's already a little caught off guard. He's a caught off security guard. And then Jeff's like, oh yeah, we have people coming in for a meeting. So obviously Julio thinks that it's Sirius XM related. So he lets them in and it wasn't Sirius. So if anything were to happen during that time, that is absolutely not okay, Jeffrey Lewis. You should know better. You should, you tell, you talk about Julie and Brandy being unprofessional, even though you haven't told us the specific details, which is obviously what we want. And it was the same complaint that you were making, Jeff, about Kyle Richards. You were like, look, even Kyle Richards on my show, on every show, she answers questions. What more do people want except the exact specific details? It's like, yeah. 
that's what we want. The exact specific details. So if she wants to give us a PR answer, then like, okay, we want to know, did she, Kyle herself said something about Mauricio and DMs. Like, oh, I've had issues with like my husband liking DMs or liking whatever, other people's posts. But then elaborated nothing on that. So what was that about? Obviously, all the stuff with Mauricio dancing with the stars girl and then the naked girls on the ski slopes with that it was recently with an Aspen like clearly there's shit going on so yeah we do want to know the details and if you're like well it's not your place to ask it's your place as a reality star if you want to be on a platform we are going to ask the questions if you don't want to answer them fine but don't be mad that we're curious what the fuck and Jeff I get it it's your friends you're defending them because you would want somebody to defend you in the public eye if you were in this situation. But again, like, let's just call it what it is. If you want to be a reality star and you want to put your life in a public platform, then when things are going bad, we still have questions just like we would if they were going good. If you were dating a new guy, we would have questions. If you're breaking up with your husband of 23 years, we have questions. Okay. So Whatever. I wasn't even going to get into Kyle yet. That's coming up, all right? What the fuck was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, Jeff ratting on himself. How did that equal Kyle Richards? Welcome to Ransom More 2024. Okay, so Jeff, oh, yeah, sneaking in all these rando designers, putting Julio's job at stake, and it has to break some company policy. So, again, Jeff to be snitching on himself, it just made me realize, like, instantly in that moment how much he is the kid that that gets away with the crime and can't handle it. He cannot handle the fact that he got away with the crime because he needs people to know. He needs, like, the acknowledgement of, like, oh, my God, you're so brilliant. You had a coffee shop that was too full of the regulars people in the world so instead you had to sneak off to Sirius XM studios and smuggle people in you smuggled outside designers into the and yeah under a fake by it was just uh, fake guys so I'm mad for I'm mad for Sirius XM because that's a security risk and I just love Julio without knowing him because I met him down at the schoolyard me and Julio down at the schoolyard no that's a fucking amazing song if you don't know what I'm talking about then we can't be friends. Okay, so um, yeah, but Jeff is truly like the person who confesses to it. He he would be the guy. He gets away with murder, right? And then he literally like mails the cops the bloody knife, and he's like, ha 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 ha, bet you couldn't find this. And they're like, no, we couldn't. But thanks for fucking sending it with your return address. We'll be over to arrest you shortly. Oh my god. So again, Sh- Shane, you gotta. Tell your boss to keep his trap shut, all right? Or you might have to become the new boss. You might have to go from being the uh, underbelly boss to the real, real one. But you know what that means. You got to get rid of (laughs) the head chump in charge. So that's up to you guys to decide. All right. So Kelly and Rick, they were just in Puerto Vieta. Puerto Vieta. And Kelly set Vicky Gunvalson up with some guy. And this guy wants to propose. Already got a ring. Uh, did everything right in this relationship so far with Vicky, except for one thing, telling her friend Kelly Dodd about his plans to marry Vicky, who then told millions of people on JLL. 
no wonder Kelly and Jeff are BFFs. Like they're both blabbing left and right. It's unreal, unreal. I mean, do I love it? Of course, of course. Again, circle back to wanting to know the specifics of Kyle's shit. It's called entertainment, people. But would that work in the real world? No, so... What is the real world? Okay. Um, ew, I'm like just going into song after song today. Isn't there so- Welcome to the real world, she said to me condescendingly. Uh, John Mayer, who works on Thanksgiving Day at SiriusXM Studios, unlike Jeff Lewis Live, who loves taking vacation days. <clears throat> okay, so oh, wait. Also something Kelly Dodd and Jeff have in common that they talked about this episode is that they both have neighbors that call the cops or threaten them. Like neighbors are disgruntled with them. And I'm just saying like, sure, do you have disgruntled neighbors every now and then? Yeah, I guess. But for them, this seems like a, pa- a pattern. So coincidence or... Do toxic people love toxic people? I don't, I don't know. I'm asking for a friend. Okay. The only thing funny about this though, is when the whole Vicky ring Puerto Vallarta guy is when Jeff goes, I wonder if the guy bought Vicky's ring already. And Kelly was like, yep, he sure did. Told me all about it. And Jeff was like, Kelly. And Kelly's like, I know. Oh my God. It's so exciting. And I'm going to be in the wedding. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And Jeff's like, Kelly, you're missing the point. Like you just ruined it for Vicky. I'm sure he told you that in confidence. And Kelly was like, no, no, she never listens to this shit. She won't listen to this show. And reality blogs never use sound bites from this to push articles. We're good. We're good. We ain't good. We ain't good people. All right. Kelly was talking about maybe replacing Tamara and the Trace Amiga show. Not now. Not now. Vicky is livid. No, she is scratching Kelly's name off the replacement list with that giant new rock sparkling on her ring finger, baby. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But really, can people stop ruining proposals for people? I remember another Real Housewives. It was like during the actual event though like I think it was Real Housewives of Atlanta and one of the guys was gonna propose and then one of the girls went up to the girl before he proposed and was like are you excited to get engaged tonight I was like you are the fucking worst when I say we love reality and we want to know all the shit we do we want to know the real life shit like I genuinely want to know the specific details of what's going on in Kyle's marriage just like I would want to know if anybody in my life was having marriage troubles we just want it's not Kyle, it's not just because it's a select, you know, like we all just love details, but I don't love ruining surprises. I don't like that. That's not fun. I don't want people to like have their engagements ruined. So I don't know. Let's just all go have a fiesta in Puerto Vallarta, Vallarta, Puerto Vallarta, Papa Pinata in Puerto Vallarta, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Congratulations, Vicky, on your soon to be engagement. Okay, so moving on, allegedly, moving on to Rosie O'Donnell. What the fuck? <laughs> Add this to the list of feuds I did not see coming on JLL any time in my lifetime. Okay, last week it was Countess Luann throwing Zach Braff under the bus by saying he was on dating apps and. 
<laughs> Which, by the way, who cares? Like, everyone's on the dating apps, even the fucking squirrels outside. So, yeah, I would expect the celebrities to also, yeah, everyone just wants to get late. I, I don't know. Everyone either get laid or get paid. What else you doing? But um, I very much did not see the Rosie O'Donnell, Jeff Lewis feud coming in 2024. Okay. And guys, it's only January. It's only January. Do you know how terrified, how genuinely terrified it makes me for the rest of the year is this is how unhinged we're starting out on JLL. We've already started feuds with Zach Braff and Rosie O'Donnell. Like what the fuck? What is life? What is life? Oh, so basically then the whole Rosie feud, I don't know. She posted an unflattering edited pic of Jeff. I don't, why, why go knit a sweater and get it sprayed to death with Macy's perfume and then go fuck somebody in it. It's fun. Try it. <laughs> I did. It was great. Okay. So, and I don't know, she might be friends with Stu. So that might be the whole reasoning behind it. For some reason, I don't think the Rosie feud is going to end. I, this isn't the last we're hearing of O'Donnell. All right. Of McDonald's or O'Donnell. It's a, Rosie and Heather, they're going to, it's, there's more shit going down. I just, that's my prediction. Okay. Moving on to the Tuesday episode, as if we haven't talked about her enough already. Love you, girl. All right. We had Kyle Richards and Megan Weaver. Now we talk about Kyle being burglarized, burgled, not robbed, burgled, not robbed. It's the new sister charity to homeless, not toothless. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Actually laughing about homeless not toothless okay if you watch any of the recent real housewives of beverly hills episodes so a few years ago somebody introduced the charity homeless not toothless and ever since the first time that they introduced it like everybody kept forgetting the name and it was like kind of funny in the beginning whatever but now it's like become a bit that is so overused and so on last week's episode i believe they Throughout the entire show, it was a running bit of all the girls in their confessionals or talking to each other or talking to their spouse saying like, homeless, not toothless, whatever, and trying to figure it out. And they were all giggling about it and whatever. Now, I am not saying that these women are not extremely charitable and great philanthropists and do so much. And this isn't against them. Like, if you were all with your friends, I'm sure you would be laughing about it, whatever. Like, so it is real. But watching, there's there was just something about watching like one percenters or two percenters, the top 5% of the wealthiest people in the world on your TV screen, just cackling away at homeless, not toothless. Like either way, it's a charity for homeless people. I believe. Yeah. That need teeth. So, um, yeah, it's just like, I, again, like, and that's on production as well, because these girls obviously had to say the name of the charity. And if they laugh at it, then they're going to put that in. But it it just, there was something so gross about it. Like it was, it was gross on all the parts, on everybody for keep talking about it in their confessionals, for the producers, for the way they edited it, for all of it. It was just like, uh, like it cringe, cringe, cringe. Okay, moving on to other great shows. Megan Weaver brings up Love on the Spectrum. Ooh, you guys. It's so fucking good. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix and it's basically people with autism on the autism spectrum searching for love. 
I've been obsessed since the beginning. I need to watch uh, Love on the Spectrum Australia. I forgot that that one's one. And oh, my, I love an Australian accent. Okay. Remember, we've been over this. It's the one I can't do. But Julie Howard, or yes, Julie Goldman. Oh, my God. I'm so dumb. Brandy Howard. The Julie Howard and Brandy Goldman. No, Julie Goldman is really good. Oh, crikey. Boss me the veggie boy. Boy. Um, yeah, so, and Jeff is going to speed dating, and they were, is in real life, that's, that's not, uh, just a plot line for a show, that's nothing, this is, cameras down, Jeff Lewis is going to a real speed dating event, (laughs) oh my god, with Oscar and Doug, that's, that is tv gold right there for sure but okay so on the love on the spectrum when they go speed dating megan she was like jeff you're gonna be just like one of the guys on the show who was checking yes or no in front of his dates and she was talking about connor oh my god connor on love on the spectrum it was hilarious you guys though because all right so there's the piece of paper and it has all the girls names and then boxes yes and no and the girls are right across from him and as megan said as these people as they're in the middle of their speed dating session like maybe 30 seconds has gone by and he'll already start checking the no box and the girls just stare at him they're just staring and watching him do it and they're like (laughs) their their faces they're just like is that really happening and it was and obviously he didn't mean to and hurt any feelings and he was the sweetest they all are so you should watch that also dance life on amazon prime dance life i swear to god i swear to it's australian too well it's the land of the aussies today um it's fucking epic though it's fucking epic Okay, so then we get into, with Kyle, the whole Morgan Wade, Mauricio Umansky of it all. The battle of Moe versus Moe. I'm gonna make you love me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? That has nothing to do with Morgan at all. It's it's a line from her, one of her songs, but I don't picture her at all. I picture Heather McDonald because every time she talks about Kyle and Morgan on her podcast, she always does the imitation. And it just, it makes my heart grow three sizes every time I hear it. And it really has no relation to Morgan other than it being her song. But I'm going to mic you, love my... (laughs) Love it. Okay, so what we learned about Kyle's state of the union, her current state of the union, is that Kyle and Mauricio are in therapy. Kyle and Morgan text each other once the fucking roosters crow and before day breaks. I don't know. That's pretty much all we know for certain. Kyle and Mauricio are not divorced right now. And perhaps we, again, we got no specific details, even though Jeff thinks we got the full story, which is exactly his issue with everything he talks about. He always tells us stories and he's like, I told you guys everything. And it's like, but you fucking didn't. And then why could I sit there next to Bob or Walters? And we would just be giving you the evil lot. Actually, I'm sorry. Did, did Miss Walters pass? Did Barbara die? Oh yeah. Sorry, ma'am. It was almost a year ago. Exactly. All right, so I guess I will be sitting alone. I Barbara won't be next to me. But um, yeah, I would be able to ask you a million more questions about every story that you tell, Jeff. So sure, you do tell us things, but sure, we could always ask more. 
So it's the same with Kyla Mauricio. Like, I don't even care. I don't care. I don't care if you guys are dating other people for a little bit, if you're trying to work things out, if cheating did happen and now you're trying to recover from it. What You know, maybe maybe they're just giving each other uh, a Rosh Hashanah. Ugh, that's not the word. That's not, that's a Jewish holiday. What is the fucking word for Amish people um, who go crazy for a couple months and they like party and stuff? What's that called? Rum spring in a rum spring in many of the Amish youth take advantage of their rum spring a time to party heavily and well, quite frankly, go crazy is what Yeshiva university commentator website says. Okay. So, um, yeah, they, they go crazy and just party. And that seems to be exactly what Mauricio is doing with some naked girls on the Aspen ski slope. So I think they're just having a rum spring in and, they might come back and fuck like spring chickens who the fuck knows or you know they might be like yeah let's all let's both see what it's like to roam free in the pastures for a bit and then they'll be like miranda and steve from um sex in the city where they give it six months to decide if they want to be back together and if they both meet back on the bridge on the same day at the predetermined time then they'll move to brooklyn together or whatever it was and that's especially a perfect reference for me to just whip out since Jeff wanted Kyle to play Miranda's next love interest in and just like <laughs> and just like that it's not funny Jeff couldn't help himself literally the last second of the show after Kyle's you know she did she she will tell you that she is open and will give you answers but again she's her niece is Paris Hilton. You think they don't know how to like be PR managers from the time they were born, you know? So it's like, yeah, we're getting great answers, but not the details. So um, anyways, yeah, Jeff couldn't help it. And the last second he had to make a lesbian joke. I believe it was something like, hey, Kyle, where do lesbians vacation? The lesbian. <laughs> Hold off. I want to be like, hey, Jeff, where do your employees vacation? Nowhere, because you never give them fucking time off, bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you got to dish it back, Kyle, all right? He can take it. He can take it. And also, Jeff got instant karma. <laughs> he had the best word fumble right after being like, Kyle, lesbian. <laughs> and then he was like, all right, and tomorrow's guest, we have Stassi Schroeder. Stassi Schroeder. Something like that. Something like that. And also, Kyle, again, let me just wrap this up by saying that you can't get mad at us. You cannot. Don't be mad at us, okay? Please. We're just a little audience. What did we ever do to you? Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of audience people like troll you and all that shit, but not this, not this girl, all right? And not my Splash Assassors. But you can't get mad at us for somewhat believing in the rumors and the nastiness the media spreads when 99% of pay Page six ends up being true in the long run. Okay. Okay. The statistics back it up. Maybe 94%, 94.9%. All the rumors are true. Yeah. Fake ass, fake boobs. Yeah. That was such a missed opportunity. Jameson for the um, song he played at break. It was like, I kissed a girl by Katy Perry. And I get it. I get, I mean, it was kind of like a cheap shot. It was kind of an expected choice, I guess, with Kyle on and Jeff's lesbian jokes that are so funny. They're so funny. So funny. Uh, yeah, but it was just, I would have preferred Rumors by Lizzo. So I'm going to make you love my or some Morgan Wallace. Well, let's get Morgan on our airwaves. All right.
Okay, moving on to the Wednesday episode. We had Mercedes Javid and Stassi Schroeder. <laughs> ah, JK. Okay, so Jeff asked Stassi about the new Vanderpump Rules spinoff coming to Peacock soon. House of Valians? House of Valley Girls? Sweet Valley High? The Volvas attack? I don't know. But Stassi was like, ew, I'm not going back to that show, The Valley. I grew up since my reality TV days. I don't want to be involved in toxic shit right now. Jeff was like, I I don't understand. You, you, you have a reality show asking to film and you're saying no? How? Teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. No, so then he talks about how comfy he is working with Amazon on Hollywood House Lift. It's just peaches and cream, peaches and cream over there, which gives me the perfect excuse to give my notes on our weekly update of Un Hombre y Un Telenova. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so season two, episode nine of Hollywood Houselift. They filmed on the day that Jeff took Stu to the Taylor Swift era's tour movie, but <laughs> which is funny because it actually ended up being the end of an era for Gus at the same time. It was like foreshadowing the different eras happening. Um, and a side note on Gus. Okay, I know I talked about not being ready to see Kian on the big screen last episode. But holy fucking bleach blonde hair, you guys. Oh my god. Talk about not being prepared. Gus's debut? His debut? Chin on the floor. My chin was on the floor. Um, Yeah, Gus looks nothing like Gus Gus from Cinderella, which is what I really wanted to picture him. Like a little mouse with like a nice beer belly. But instead, he could have easily played Ken's body double in Barbie. Hands down. So anyways, on Hollywood Houselift, Jeff and Shane are in the car talking on the phone to Stu. Oh my God, talk about foreshadowing. So Jeff's asking advice for how to fire Gus. And Stu was like, just be like, hey, so we really like you a lot. Uh, well, can I do an Irish accent? Hey, we really like you a lot. No, I can't. But we think you're doing a great job, but we're firing you. Which is crazy because I'm sure that Jeff used that exact same template a couple months later when breaking up with Stu. Can you imagine? He just sits Stu down with Shane, <laughs> of course, in front of like a fireplace. And they're like, hey, Stu, so we really like you a lot. We think you're doing a great, great job as Jeff's boyfriend. But we are going to have to let you know today is your last day. Okay? And you can take your little dog, too, that took indoor poos. So in this episode, though, we finally get to Kate Bosworth. Now, I've mentioned this before, how Jeff is remodeling the nicest, most beautiful mansions to already ever exist that need absolutely no remodeling whatsoever. So that alone is a weird angle to go with. But then Kate Bosworth, she had the tiniest corner of her backyard be remodeled. And it caused months and months of drama with Jeff. Do you remember him whining about it to us all the time? Like, what the fuck? And I can kind of see why he would be annoyed because we had to do Kate Bosworth's big reveal over FaceTime. 
over FaceTime. You guys, I am not tuning into Hollywood House Lip to watch a fucking Zoom meeting, okay? I'm in enough of those. Haven't we been in enough Zoom meetings for our fucking life? I don't want to see anybody's face on an iPad ever again. Ever. the fu- Even if it's Kate Bosworth. I'm sorry. I don't even know. I uh, I know she's a huge celebrity. Bigger, she's more sucks to everything than all that. But uh, we don't know everybody. So it doesn't mean, like, it's not enough of a draw to be like, Kate Bosworth doesn't need to show up. We can just have her FaceTime because it's Kate Bosworth. Like, no, maybe if it was Beyonce or Rihanna, sure, that's worth But Kate, but I'm like, girl, take a fucking flight. Take a fucking flight and film for two hours. Like, to be honest, I actually turned it off out of spite. 35 minutes, 35 minutes in because if Kate Bosworth can't even bother showing up to film, then I can't fucking bother finishing the show. Again, I'm not here to watch her on an iPad and you could tell that when they were doing the reveal, the um connection, the wireless connection was all crinkly and so like with Shane with the iPad, you could see that she was freezing up but then they would show us the actual footage of Kate like she also recorded the FaceTime as well so that it got the perfect angle of her. So it was just, it was a mess. It was all a fucking mess. And now I would just like to say these next notes are aimed specifically at Hollywood House of Production. Number one, as I just mentioned, if you guys cannot find enough local Los Angeles celebrities to pretend to remodel their beautiful mansion, then you need to change your entire fucking show structure because the fact that you only had about eight celebrities on all season and one of them wasn't even there most of the time, one out of eight. So like 12% of your show was over Zoom. No, no, thank you. I just, no one else replied to your guys's casting email. And again, why do you need to focus on the celebrity aspect of it? Like, why can't you have some celebrities peppered in with fascinating normal people? I just can't with... FaceTiming, that was such bullshit. Number two, change your fucking music. Change your fucking music because it is the stock music of a lifetime that all these shows are doing and it just makes your show be another one of the basic ass stock shows. Like everything, if that was my show, if that had my name on it, everything from everything, I want it perfect. Like I want it to stand out. I want it to be a little different. You need to have specific theme music or a specific type of music to be a theme throughout the season. Not just like, you guys, for Andrew, when Jeff and Shane, this was wild. I meant to tell you this, but I can't talk about everything I have opinions on because the show would never end. Okay, so Jeff and Shane were in the front seat and Andrew was in the back talking about his cancer. Oh my God, Andrew, so sorry. So happy that you're doing well now and cancer free. And so he was saying how he had to go back into surgery and how he's been feeling exhausted and all this stuff. And the song that they played as Andrew's staring out the window and they're cutting into the next scene, I kid you not, I don't think I can actually play it for um, legality purposes. What did it go? It was like, um, I need you to save me. I need you to open up my eyes. I was like, you need, I need you to save me. 
I need someone to open up my eyes. I think Andrew's eyes are open. I think he's open and I think he would love to be saved. So unless you're going to fucking recommend a doctor, then how dare you? How dare you, editing producers, put that song in after somebody talks about cancer? What the fuck? That was so disturbing. I need you to save me. I'm sure everyone with cancer would love to be saved. Like, that was so fucking weird. It was so uncalled for. And the craziest part is that earlier that episode, there was a fire pit and there was a rat stuck in the fire pit and I'm not talking Jeff Lewis <laughs> no it was a real rat and Shane Douglas was trying to get the rat out and so he like made a little plank for the rat, whatever now the rat like couldn't figure it out and couldn't get up the thing and so if you want to play that song for the rat I need you to save me I need you to open up my eyes so then he could open up his eyes and find the fucking path to freedom I would understand that. I would be so here for it. For you to fucking play that after Andrew's talking about his cancer treatment, that was so fucked. Shame on you. Citizens fine for that. All right, that's my comments on Hollywood House Up for now. It's the same as uh, Jeff going on Watch What Happens Live and ranting about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City set. Um, the, the the pirate ship and whatever, who's going off about that. It's like, yeah, we love these shows, or we love... We love the bones of it, and we just want you to make the details of it level up. It's just level the fuck up, music people. Okay, so moving on in JLL. Jeff was going to film a scene with Shannon Bedore for Real Housewives of Orange County, but he made a great decision not to. Such a good call, because basically... He wouldn't be protected at all in editing, but would totally be expected to protect Bravo if anything went wrong. So then they bring up how Shannon and Tamara got sued on Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop podcast by Alexis Bellino's ex-husband Jim and Stassi, Stassi Schroeder. She was like, oh my God, this is why you can't say anything. You just can't say anything or else you get sued. Spilling the tea is not in anymore. Uh, wrong-o, wrong-o. Spilling the tea is always fucking in. Spilling the lies, however, not so good. Not a good look. Tamara and Shannon would not have successfully gotten sued for defamation by Jim Bellino unless they were proven to defame him. So I'm pretty sure it was allegedly about them saying a kid got hurt at his trampoline park. Okay, very all alleged, huh? No facts. But Tamara and Shannon presented it as facts on the podcast, so... Yeah, like, don't be scared to spill facts. Just don't spill the lies. Don't spill the lies. It's an easy formula to avoid the court system. Also, I, if you guys stop spilling the tea, then what would we drink all day? Okay, so next on JLL, Jeff tells us how Monroe was feeling sick as he was driving her to Gage's, but she kindly waited until he parked the car and took her out to throw up all over the parking lot. That's actually very kind. I would have probably had a spite just been like, Dad, remember when you lost me in the American Girl doll store? Blech. That's for that. Bye. Going to my other dad's now. Clean it up, bitch. No, um, we all know that Shane would be cleaning it either way if it went if the throw-up bomb went off in Jeff's car. No, but Jeff was like, thank God, though, because that smell never goes away. And I, I would have had to throw the whole car away. Never mind have Shane clean it. We're just dumping it at the dumpster how do you throw a car away i don't know throw it in the lake uh i just want to know why jameson didn't play or whoever plays the clips why didn't we get it stinks and not in a good way the jill zarin clip 
<laughs> it's my favorite. So I told you guys a couple weeks ago how I went to dinner with my parents and my brother at this really nice Italian restaurant. And I told you guys about it because we gave the waitress a small glass of our Armenian wine that we got a bottle of, which again, I never experienced before. I've never thought to offer my drink to my waiter but my parents sure did. So, okay. But anywho, um, after I drove separately from them, but I had to get something out of their car and I had the leftovers in my hand and I ended up dropping my spaghetti and clams all over the back seat of my mom's car. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. It was on the floor mat. It was on the floor mat of the back seat, And I don't even know the whole container. It just like popped open and spilled everywhere. And I was like, oh, oh, and my dad went to clean it. And then I was like, all right, guys, I got to run. See ya. Thanks for dinner. Bye. And they were like, oh my God, we're never taking you anywhere again. So, I mean, would you rather have the smell of throw up or the smell of spaghetti and clams in your car? Because I'm pretty sure they are the exact same scent. Okay, so then Jeff goes over the current gauge drama. Stassi is flabbergasted at his entire situation. Tell us about it, girl. Tell us about it. No, really, don't tell us. that. We can't even get into that. It's a mess. All right, moving on to the Thursday episode. We had Megan Queen and Justin Martin Chip. Just kidding. Megan King and Justin Martindale. Okay, so Chippendale. Uh, Megan's daughter is selling Girl Scout cookies the old school way with the giant chart. You all know the chart. We know the chart. We all had the chart. But Justin and Jeff, they were on the right side of history this episode. They were both fawning over Samoa's best cookie hands down. But what they didn't talk about is the fucking next level level up level up your samoas and get not just girl scout cookies but the girl scout cookies ice cream sold year round in all your local grocery stores i don't know check the website i don't know um but a lot of grocery stores i'm sure and the samoas ice cream life-changing like, like my life was changed for the better probably not probably not but either way Okay, so Jeff feels targeted by his Uber drivers. He's being musically profiled, so rude, um, of Jeff to not like the music that he's being profiled with. Not for the Uber drivers. It, profile whoever, whatever. Um, no, don't. But Jeff's profile, I guess, is that of a middle-aged woman, as he likes to put it. A middle-aged white woman, because all the Uber driver kept on playing was Hootie and the Blowjobs time and time again. Well, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, in the morning, I wake up and I try to feel alive, but I can't. Jeff was so offended by the lyrics that it's like I look at you and go blind. But how about how about you be more offended by the song lyrics on your actual show, on the actual show that has Hollywood Housewife with Jeff Lewis? Your name is in the fucking title. How about you be offended at the fact that they played? Who will save your soul after Andrew talks about cancer, okay? Or something so similar. Like, again, do you want to be saved? Like, it was so weird. Oh, wait, I forgot to mention this about Hollywood House Live, too. This was my final note for the producers, I swear. Okay, um, 
You guys advertise the show as new episodes on Wednesdays, but then you always release them on Tuesdays. Now, you might think that you're doing us a favor and you're like, oh my God, who the audience doesn't care. They love it. They get it a day early. Uh, sure, I guess, but no. To me, it's just really unprofessional. Again, if that was my show, I would be livid. I would be livid if they said my premiere's on Wednesday at noon, whatever, and then every Tuesday, that's when you put, like, then say that it's Tuesdays, new episodes are released on Tuesdays for you to say new episodes are released every Wednesday and then every Tuesday you release them that's like Bravo being like hey we have the Vanderpump Rules premiere this Sunday night and then Saturday night it premieres and you think everyone would be like oh that's okay like no they'd be like what the fuck bro you said Sunday just tell us what it is tell us the truth tell us the fucking truth no really just say it either start advertising it as coming out on Tuesdays or start releasing them on Wednesdays like you have two options but this bullshit I mean I'm not for the unprofessionalism Moving on to the Friday episode, we had Denise Richards and Shane Douglas Buden. Bitch, Shane Douglas Doug Buden. Okay, so Doug went to Megan's to film Cookin' Kibbits last night. Um, uh, something about his show name, it reminds me of dog food. <laughs> like kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits is just kibbits, so it's like cooking kibbits. Cooking my kibbles and bits. Um, even though his, uh, Doug makes gourmet human food. Instead, except not if Megan has her way, because now prior to 12.06 p.m. Eastern time on January 26th, a.k.a. today, I used to somewhat trust Megan. I trusted her judgment. I trusted her work quality. I very much trusted her to not have the full news story when reporting it on JLL. Very trustworthy. But the fact that Doug Buden was over her house last night and asked her for some Himalayan pink sea salt, and instead she handed him from her kitchen cabinet strawberry bath salts instead? Instead? Bath salts instead of sea salts? And here we thought Doug was trying to poison everybody with his lovely seasoning salt, whatever. Turns out Megan's a seasoned murderer. She's a seasoned murderer. What the fuck? Maya, the tables have toined. The tables have toined. I'd rather flip them. No, I've actually just never been more disturbed to hear that somebody has bath salts in their kitchen cabinet amongst other food items. But, ah, <laughs> uh, yikes. Uh, clean. Have Monica Casey come over and... And baby-proof the house, maybe, in an organized fashion. Okay, so then Jeff asked Denise Richards for advice on when to start letting Monroe have sleepovers. Because we all get it. The world is creepy, and it's hard to trust people with your little baby. And Denise was like, I mean, I think around second grade, that's when we did it. You guys, my school, this is wild. My fucking school did a third-grade sleepover. A third grade sleepover every year where all of the third graders, we slept in the auditorium in on like sleeping bags. I don't, I, did we bring pill? Were there mattresses? I don't even remember. I think there were. And there were like chaperones and it was like a reading thing. Like we stayed up most of the night and read books at eight years old in our auditorium on a Saturday. Did anybody else do that? Or are we just really weird over in New England? It was cold. It was cold. So Maybe we all were just snuggling for warmth. I don't know, but it just seems like such a liability. And I guarantee that they don't do that now. And it was weird that they did it back then. 
Okay, so it ends with Jeff talking about Gage's attorneys, Alice and Olivia, or some some people named that. I There was definitely an Alice in there. And he was like, yeah, they listen to JLL every day now, just waiting to see what happens next. Watch what happens next. What a job. What a job to listen to JLL as you're living. I am so jealous of Gage's lawyers. <laughs> My dream is to also one day listen to JLL and make a living off of it. But until then, we're going to make a free recap. And we'll be back next week doing the same goddamn motherfucking thing. I love you guys so fucking much. Go look in the mirror and give yourself a fucking kiss from me. Actually, I take that back. That's so creepy. Ew, ew, ew. I don't want to. I don't want to. Go punch yourself for me no that's so violent oh my god just go love a cat bye love you bye splash 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 splash